Friday night. It is THT Movie Review. Ha <laughs> ha, how do you like that? Yeah. Yes, we have changed, uh, I believe we've officially made it THT Movie Review, right Anthony? Yep, THT yeah. Movie Review. It works, you know. It definitely works. THT Podcast for the Mixler, it just joins it in and we can all just be a happy family. I like it, I like it. Yes, so and yeah, we also got the uh, Facebook page, Facebook group, THT Move Review, and uh, we got the Twitter page, at THT Move Review, so look us up on Twitter, follow us there, join the group, uh, and I'll get some conversations started. Yep. Any recommendations that you want us to review, hey, hit us up. That's hit right, us up. email us, THTMoverReview at gmail.com, we're on YouTube now, THT Move Review on YouTube. Find us on iTunes, same thing, THT Movie Review. So there you go, plugs at the beginning of the show, Shaheen will be proud. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, uh, let's see here. We, we're going to get the Judd Nelson tonight. Judd motherfucking Nelson. Judd. That is too underrated. Too Effin underrated. Nelson. I, you know what, you just said it. He's underrated. Yes. He's an underrated actor. He He's had a few demons that have followed him around. That might be one reason he's a little bit underrated. But he's actually been in a lot of shit, man. This guy's been acting since technically 1983. Uh, 1983, he did a little movie called Rock and Roll Hotel. Huh? I can't even find it. That's how little this movie was. <laughs> uh, but Judd Nelson was in a movie that I actually posted on the uh, Facebook, if anybody saw the trailer, uh, or the uh, little post I posted that me and Anthony were going live. Making the Grade was his first movie in 1984. You've heard me talk about this movie, right, Anthony? Many times, many times. Many times. It is a great movie. Judd Nelson is in it. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay is in it. Uh, Dice Clay. He plays Dice, the bookie. Uh, basically, uh, to, to let everyone know what it's about, it's a 1984 movie. Uh, spoiled rich young man hires a young hustler, Judd Nelson, also Eddie Keaton, who lives in a broken car and owes money to a dicey loan shark named Andrew Dice Clay, Dice Man, to take his place in an elite prep school. So basically, a rich guy hires a homeless kid to go to prep school for him. Of course, he falls in love. And Gordon Jump is in this movie. If you ever saw WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, the yeah, ball guy with the uh, glasses, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gordon Jump. Uh, he was the boss of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. So he was in that. That was really his first on-screen movie role. Now, while we're talking about this movie, I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but there was supposed to be a sequel to this movie called Tourista. Wow. 
you were supposed to see Palmer, who was the rich guy, Palmer Woodrow, uh, Palmer and Eddie, which really was, you know, Judd Nelson. You were supposed to see them in another movie, but the movie never got made. It never got off its feet, never got funding. So what was supposed to happen never did. We got one awesome movie with those guys in it. This is a very underrated, very obscure movie. Like, I, I had to call Blockbusters to find this movie on VHS, put it that way. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of movies like that, and, you know, not to get off topic here, but you'll find, like, a lot of the best movies are movies you've really never heard of and you find by accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this definitely is a movie to watch. Like I said, it's on YouTube. Make sure you type in Making the Grade 1984 because there is another one out there that's a newer movie. But this movie from 1984 was Judd Nelson's pretty much first major movie role. Uh, Even though it's an obscure movie. I mean, come on, 1984, what are you going to do? But definitely a movie worth checking out. He was also in a movie called Fandango after that with, I believe, I believe this movie had Kevin Costner in it, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, I said Fandango. Yes. And yes, it was Kevin Costner. I probably should not know that. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the movie, <laughs> the movie studios beat uh, the uh, movie website and the uh, <laughs> the wrestler. They yeah. beat both of them to the copyright punch. <laughs> yeah, they did, man. 1985, that movie was in. Uh, then, of course, also in 1985, we got, which I'm sure probably 90% of people know Judd Nelson for, The Breakfast Club, where he was John Bender. Yes, classic, classic, classic. Classic movie. Tons of quotable lines from this movie. The beginning of the Brat Pack, not Rat Pack, Brat Pack. Yeah. And just an all-around great... I yes. mean, that... It's, t- it's timeless. Sure. I mean, timeless. About the only negative thing to it is when you watch it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you watch, like, The Honeymooners and I Love Lucy, for example, those are timeless, but they're also dated. So in other words, a lot of what they did back then don't apply to today. So a lot of the slang, a lot of the way they dress don't apply to de- apply to today's times. Mm-hmm. But the core concepts resonate to me from generation to generation. I mean, everybody goes through shit in high school. Everybody knew people like this. Everybody was this person in high school. So in that respect, it's timeless. It can you any generation can watch this movie and go, I related to it. I went through that in high school. I was that guy. I was that girl in high school. Either you were that guy or you knew that that guy or that girl. You know, you yeah. even if it wasn't you, you could relate it to someone you knew. Everyone had the jock, Emilio Estevez. Anthony Michael Hall was the nerd. Everyone had the weird Ali Sheedy. The Princess Molly Ringwall. Uh, yeah, I never understood why everyone thought she was so hot. But yeah, the little... Preppy, you know, popular girl and Molly Ringwald. You had every one of those girls in your school. Yes. 
and you you know and yeah. you know the principal was Paul Gleason who great rest in peace to him he was oh. fuck he's he's a, he's another guy he's fucking great <laughs> uh, we'll have to get into him one night too because he's been in a ton of movies I mean Die yes. Hard Trading Places he Trading was fucking places. phenomenal in. <laughs> and he came back and made fun of his role from Breakfast Club and not another teen movie yes they yeah they literally they didn't even they they didn't change a thing. No, he even that's, held that's up the how horns. iconic that movie is. They didn't change a thing. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> yes, but you know, Breakfast Club, as great as it was, regardless of what character you personally related to, everybody wanted to be Judd Nelson. He was the badass. Everybody wanted to. Be, everybody wants to be the badass. <laughs> and he was. He was the badass in the movie. He was the. The, the the bad boy that the good girls wanted and you know this that movie right there you know we've already said it it's you can relate to it but everything in that movie is relatable from you know the girl you never thought you'd get next thing you know you are it's just such a great fucking movie and like you said timeless movie Timeless. Uh, I don't know about you. Um, obviously, it's 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 a teen comedy, but uh, one of the parts to this day that really gets to me from that movie. Uh, you remember when they did like the round table, like the set the stage for people. Basically, the movie is about five people who go to the. They've been to this high school, I guess, roughly four years. They really don't. They really don't explain the timeline about how long they've been in school. But basically, it's five people. They've been in the same school. And they know each other, they know of each other, but they didn't know each other. You know what I mean? They see each other around. And they had to spend a Saturday in detention. And that shows you how dated this shit is, because when's the last time you heard of somebody doing Saturday detention? (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And basically, the movie starts off, they don't know a thing about each other. They just basically are just content to, you know, just sit there for the eight hours or however long they had to be there. And just do whatever they had to do and just get the fuck on. But along the way, start talking to each other, and they start off as enemies. And by the end of the movie, they start off as they end as friends. Some relationships, love even uh, flourishes between a couple of the characters. But there's one part in the movie where they do like a round table. I think this that Feveny show where everybody's you know, pat you know puff puff pass, and that's when to me the movie really kind of has its heart. Its heart is that heartwarming moment, so to speak, where they kind of go around and they basically talk to each other and then you really kind of that's when they come to an understanding of why they are the way they are mm-hmm. like Emilio Estevez especially that's when it really kind of got deep well Anthony Michael Hall yeah yeah oh, oh yeah him too yeah yeah when he was talking about the gun the, the, the flare gun in his yeah. <laughs> no yeah yeah I would say Anthony Michael Hall with the mm-hmm. gun because he you know all jokes aside he basically is talking about being suicidal because mm-hmm. he got like a B right right <laughs> Milo, even though what, even no. though it was meant to be fun, it was meant to be a serious moment when he said he, he had taped somebody's buns together. <laughs> Emilio Estevez, yeah, do they? And, and Anthony Michael Hall said, uh, "You know, him? yeah." <laughs> that, that was a great moment in that movie, though, because it, it, how many times did you actually sit with your friends? Next thing you know, you're smoking. Next thing you know, you're talking about shit you shouldn't be talking about, and you're like, "Whoa, man." This is getting too deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me... What? Like you said, I mean, she wasn't uh, the most attractive woman in the movie. I mean, she, you know, I mean, Molly Ringwald, she's not ugly, but 
I, they tried to play her up as like the quote unquote sex symbol. Mm-hmm. What did you think about her role? Did you think uh, how did you like? You know, she went obviously by the end of the movie, she wound up with Judd Nelson. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Oops. Judd Nelson uh, winds up uh, getting with Molly Ringwald by the end of the movie. Did you think they, if they had made a sequel hypothetically, do you think they mesh well in terms of like the relationship dynamic? Yeah, they probably did. And you know, they tried to make Molly Ringwald hot in so many other movies. Yeah, she was. I mean, like I said, she not, she's not ugly, so I'm not going to, if she ever hears this, she probably won't, but she's not ugly per se, but she's not the sex symbol they tried to make her. They tried to make her the sex symbol in uh, Pretty in Pink and uh, 16 Candles, and I, I'm sorry, it's just, she just never did it, you know. I wasn't, like I said, I was just born in the 80s, I wasn't coming up in that era, so if somebody's listening right now, call in and just tell us, were you attracted to Molly Ringwall in 1985? Cause she just honestly, she never struck me as like that type. I, in fact, I was in, I was more attracted to uh, what's the chicks? Jennifer Grey from uh, Ferris Bueller. Dirty Dancing, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got that one. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she look. She, she wasn't ugly. I'm not going to say that. But they were all just trying to find out if she was a real redhead. Yeah, the scene. <laughs> I swear. Uh, it's so many scenes from that movie, but remember the scene, I guess, where uh, uh, Bender, John Bender, Judd Nelson's character, got banished to the, uh, I guess, like the equipment closet or the storage closet or something. Mm-hmm. And then he basically crawled through the vents to get back. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then a principal comes running back and he does the deal where he hides under the desk and he winds up under uh, Molly Ringwald's desk, the famous scene. <laughs> and he's telling the joke while he's walking through the. Uh... Yeah. Yep. And we never get the uh, punchline to that joke, but I believe we found out that there actually was no punchline to that joke. Forgot my pencil. (laughs) Yeah, forgot my pencil. What a great fucking movie. Um, Let's see. We probably should go on. uh, We could probably talk Breakfast Club forever. Yeah, but, but uh, obviously this is but this is the Judd Nelson show. Yeah, let's so go on here. Let's what else? jump one more. Same year, Judd Nelson had a great 1985, 1986, 1987, 1989. But in '85, he put out a third movie, uh, John Shoemaker's uh, Saint Elmo's Fire. Yes, another classic movie. I mean. Once yep. again, that Brad Pack, they're intertwined. And uh, I think uh, Demi Moore was added to the mix in this one. Demi Moore was added to the mix in this one. Rob Lowe was added Andrew to the McCarthy. mix in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew McCarthy, correct. Who I've always, I, I like Andrew McCarthy. He's done a few good movies. I did too, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a few in this one. But this movie was another, you know, what was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven friends get together and basically find out what their life is going to be after college yeah yeah and i yeah i I don't know if uh, we'll agree on this box but i actually like movies like this that uh it's not it's really no plot other than just the human experience you talk to people you get to know them it's Mm -hmm. you know anybody that hasn't seen saint almost fire it's basically a friday night or saturday night out on the town with your friends and you get to know each other and you talk and then, like, normally, honestly, anybody that's listening to this can relate. Whenever you go out with your friends on a Friday or Saturday night, you start drinking and eating. Things come out. You get to know people better. People that you've known 20, 30 years, you're still finding out new shit about them. 
Yeah, yeah, and re you know real life struggles kind of set in with them. You know all the you know Demi Moore gets a job and then gets yeah. a little too involved with her boss, gets fired, and gets she's doing coke the whole movie. Rob Lowe is a piece of shit trying to <laughs> cheat on his wife, banging anything that moves. Yeah, uh, yeah Andrew McCarthy is a lovesick pussy whip pansy piece of shit like he actually is in every goddamn movie what the fuck man yeah 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 you know once again i guess you know this is all interrelated you know since we're talking about the brat i mean this obviously is about judd nelson but you know he's intertwined with that brat pack for life mm -hmm. did you notice that like all of the characters involved in that group whatever movie it was maybe maybe it's because they i guess they mostly work with john hughes throughout that 80s early 90s run they always played the same general characters, and the only thing they changed was the name. Of course. And, well, that's kind of why it became the Brat Pack. And the funny thing is this wasn't even... People somehow figure this was a John Hughes movie, but it wasn't. All no. these characters just ended up getting cast in this movie. Yeah. But this was not a John Hughes movie. This was, like I said, uh, director was Joel... Sh uh, I'm sorry, I said John Shoemaker. I meant Joel... Shoemaker. I think it's Schumacher, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was another good movie. Judd Nelson's character in this movie, again, he kind of plays the, the the badass. He's always yeah. sort of the badass. Yes. You know, and he's you know, he's got it all together. He's got the great job. Yeah. But he's cheating on Ali Sheedy all over the place. She finds out. But, you know, he he's, again the guy that they focus on in this movie. A lot of movies, he played that main character. And again, he was just an underrated actor. Yes, yeah, and, and like I said, he, generally speaking, very few, I mean, I'm pretty sure if we stopped and, you know, thought about it, he he probably played the good guy character in a movie here, a movie there, but for the most part, he always shined as the badass, as the anti-hero, as the... It's, it's hard to explain... He, like, he would play the piece of shit role, but he had a certain charisma about him that you still wanted him to come out on top, even though you knew in the end he wouldn't. Do you think his nostrils kept him out of Hollywood? Do you think that's what it was? Come on. Everybody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Everybody in the, the 80s was the, was coke feud. Everybody was doing something. You know, you had to stay up. But he does have some giant fucking nostrils, man. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey! He really does. <laughs> that might he might that might he might have been born with a birth defect. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, anyway, I, I guess. Uh, do you have anything more about Saint Elmo's Fire or? Uh, no, just that it's a, you know classic. Go okay. look it up. Anything we're saying with Judd Nelson, even if you never heard of it, do yourself a favor. The movie itself might be terrible, and I'm not talking about Saint Elmo's Fire. I'm just talking in general. The movie itself might be terrible. Whatever we come up with. But the Judd Nelson himself is fucking amazing. It could be a shit movie, but he makes it fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talked and, over my um, words there a little bit, but that's basically the point of what I was trying to say. Fine. And after St. Elmo's Fire, he kind of had a little slip for a little while. But he did a lot of voice work, though. Um, he was uh, in the Transformers movie back in 1986. He was Rodimus Prime, the hot rod. And then he did a movie, I bet I'm probably the only one around here that's seen this movie too. One of my Judd Nelson favorites, From the Hip. Haven't seen this one either, have you, Anthony? 
Uh, sounds familiar. From the hip is. As soon as you really... talk, start talking about the plot line, I can probably tell Again, you whether I've seen it. It's a good movie. He's an apprentice lawyer, a new lawyer. His name is Robin Weathers. He goes by the moniker Stormy Weathers. And he turns these little cases into big cases. And it's, it's, it's a comedy. It's a really funny movie. But it, he, he plays a lawyer. David Alan Greer is in this movie. Give me a second. I'll, I'll be pulled up here. David Alan Greer is in this movie. John wow. Hurt. John Hurt is in this movie. Uh, who else is in this movie that you might know? Probably no one else. Uh, the father from um, A Christmas Story is in this movie. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this, 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 this. this is ringing a bell. Okay. And he just plays a lawyer. But John, he gets basically him and another lawyer. They don't fix the case, but they conspire what they're going to say. And the case turns out to get a lot of media, and he gets a murder case from that case. Uh, John Hurt plays the murderer, and he is a creepy character. And Judd Nelson begins to suspect that he did it. His client did it. And he goes through the whole, you know, what do I do? Do I, you know, if, if, if I don't defend him now, I'm going to be disbarred. So, you know, he goes through the whole thing, ends up getting the guy to sort of confess in the end on, you know, while he's on the stand. And it's a great movie, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just another one of his Judd Nelson movies that's gone under the radar. But a, one of my favorites, I own this DVD. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another movie we skipped over, I don't know if you ever seen it uh, along those same lines. Did you ever see a movie called uh, Blue City? I have not seen Blue City, and that's why I didn't mention it. It was uh, in that uh, the year before, nineteen eighty-six. I haven't seen that. Uh, you should see it. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's an underrated movie. Cause I don't know. I would say between eighty-six and maybe ninety-two, ninety-three, John Nelson made a lot of underrated movies, with the exception of New Jack City, which we'll get to. That were mm-hmm, straight to video or basically like independent. Some of them never even got a video release. Mm-hmm. Unless you taped it off of something, you couldn't get it. But uh, yeah, this was another one of those movies that, in my opinion, was underrated. It didn't do well at the box office. It was a him and uh, Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. I see that. And David Caruso. Yeah. Who, I, he's another guy that I'm a fan of. Well, yeah, and, ba- yeah, and basically the plot line, I guess to give people like a quick little overview of the movie, uh, Judd Nelson plays a character by the name of Billy Turner. He learns that his uh, father was killed. He goes back home to a uh, year old neck of the woods, Florida uh, box. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets no help from the police. And he basically goes vigilante and uh, goes and gets the guy himself. <coughs> I'll have to check that one out, man. 1986. I'll definitely check this movie out. I'll find yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, Ali Sheedy is the love interest. Of and course. Once again, like, if you look at the movie poster, I'm pretty sure you can pull it up real quick. I'm uh, looking at that's, it. That's... <laughs> Judd Nelson got the gun like a badass. Just, just like I don't know, man. It's just like I don't know, man. He has like you know we always you know not to go the wrestling route, but uh, he's kind of like uh, the opposite of like a uh, Apollo Cruz. 
he always has the same expression, but it just works for him for some reason. He'd be like a Finn Balor. <laughs> you know, just kind of, yeah. there's something about him. There's something. Just don't know what it is. Yeah, but it, I don't know what it is. Like I said, it just works for him. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I I hadn't seen that, which is why I skipped over it. But I'm glad you did. That was just another Judd Nelson movie we can add to the uh, the ticker of Judd Nelson movies tonight. Yeah. Like I said, it, like he's one of those guys that, you know, we're going to get to a lot more movies of his as we go forward with the show. But, mm-hmm. we, you know, between me and you, we've probably seen a lot of movies that people never heard of with this guy because like I said he really is under it's, it's a shame through you know maybe personal problems of, on his own account or just the fact that Hollywood only saw him as John Bender because his biggest commercial hit is uh, Breakfast Club you could arguably say uh, uh, New Jack City is number two but most people see him as John Bender most people didn't even fucking know that was him in New Jack City yeah, yeah. Come to think of it, yeah, I mean, you're right. Because he had the City beard, is, he cut his hair. Yeah. In New Jack City, people think of Wesley Snipes and Ice-T. Yeah. That's about Chris it. Chris Rock, yeah. <laughs> Chris Rock, there you go. But, yeah, Pookie, there you go. One more movie, and then we will get to New Jack City, I promise. Because this is another one of my favorite movies, 1987, Billionaire Boys Club. Yes, yes. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I have seen it in bits and pieces over the years. It's a good movie from what uh, I've seen. This movie is scheduled to come for a re-release this year. This year or next year? Give me two seconds here. Uh, This year. This year will be scheduled to have a re-release this year, and it's brand new, I believe. They're completely remaking it. Uh, Same story, though. This is based on a true story, this movie, Billionaire Boys Club. Uh, A guy named Ron Levin, who's a wealthy businessman, has disappeared. No body is found, but there is uh, a list with instructions in his house. And it was a recipe for murder. Basically, what happens is they, these kids, young kids, basically right out of college, form a business... And very successful business. And I believe they're in stocks. Basically, it's like a Wall Street kind of movie. Um, They get involved with... Goddamn, who is the guy? I know his name. Give me two seconds here. Who is the guy in the movie? It is... What is his name? Why wouldn't I have him fucking right up here? Ron Silver. Ron, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Ron Silver, who I believe was, uh, yeah, he was in Ali and he was in Time Cop, just to get a uh, a little reference off that. Ron Silver, they end up killing Ron Silver in this movie, Ron Levin. And basically, in from the middle of the movie to the end is them trying to cover it up. So it's a really good movie. Judd Nelson plays Joe Hunt, who is the main character in the movie. He is a cold-hearted, sadistic motherfucker in this movie. I mean, lines to where he talks about, you know, oh, when we, you know, right when we shot him with the shotgun, there was a point where his brain actually sat on top of his chest. And he's just telling the story so calmly like he enjoyed it. It's really creepy. But 
that's another one of my underrated Judd Nelson favorites right there. Looks like I have three of them. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, we actually, I actually have another one that um, I've been trying to find like a bitch, but uh, we'll get to New Jack City because this actually came out after that one. We can go to New Jack City right now if you want to, because I know you haven't seen Billionaires Boys Club. So let's do New Jack City. Cool. I mean, what can you say? The <laughs> this. Let's face it. This was 1990. This this movie here was the start of a lot of movies like it to follow. Definitely. Uh, Menace to Society, Juice. Boys in the Hood, yeah. Boys in the Hood. All those movies, you know, came after this movie came out. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, it's not a racial thing here, but New Jack City is to, I guess, uh, urban movies what a Goodfellas was to the mob genre. It really, I mean, like I said, I know a lot of people maybe give props to uh, The Godfather, the original one, the first two, which were great. But to me, mob movies and the mob genre, in my opinion, didn't really pick up, pick up steam and momentum until Goodfellas. Oh, After Goodfellas came out, then the floodgates really opened with mob movies. Yeah, I mean, obviously you had Godfather, like you said, and a few others, but yeah. This is where they really started, right after that movie, they really started making the the real good. I mean, Gotti came after that. Yeah, Bronx Tale. Well, Bronx not really a mob Tale. movie per se, but... No, it is. It is. It's still a mob movie. But, I mean, back to New Jack City. You know, another underrated actor in New Jack City, Mario Van Peebles. Oh, yeah, that's... I like that guy. He doesn't get a lot of work, though. He's another one just like fucking Judd Nelson. Yeah, Mar- and Mario Van Peebles, in addition to being a hell of a good actor, he's a director. Mm-hmm. You know, not to get sidetracked, but he's made a lot of fucking good movies, man. A lot yeah. of good movies. Alan Payne was in the New Jack City. Yes. Fucking CB4, man. He was in CB4. <laughs> Jason Blair, yeah, he was. Alan Payne, yeah, he's really, he's another guy that, you know, goes, he flies under the radar, but he did a lot of uh, quality movies in the 90s. Drama oh, yes. and comedy. Oh, yeah. He did, and he had a TV show. Mario Van Peebles had a TV show. Sunny Spoon. Wow. This must have been short-lived. It was very short-lived. Matter of fact, let me pull up how short-lived. I believe it was two... I'm going to say two seasons, and I might be going generous there. Sunny Spoon. You are... Let me see it. It ran, no, actually, it, it ran one, from February 12th to December 6th, 1988. 1988, one year. Yep, Mario Van Peebles. I might have been the only person that watched it. Well, what was it? Was it a, a comedy? Was it a drama? What was the concept behind it? Uh, it was basically, he was a, a private detective. Ah. And he was, it was kind of like, he was he would get into disguise all the time. <laughs> it was stupid as hell now that I think about it. I don't know, man. Look come on. That's the premise of the show though, man. We we all we all we like the shit that most people don't like. Cause you know, like I said, it, it was dumb fun. Yeah. It, it, I mean let's see. We, we, I never watched it, but it you know, based on what I'm reading here through the scenario, it sounds like it's something I would watch. It's dumb fun. Yeah. He it was kinda like a master of disguise with a Dana Carvey movie. You know, he 
getting into the disguise and going to places and and I don't know. It was like that. It was like Columbo with disguises. And look, I mean, I guess the guy who was behind it, uh, Stephen J. Cannell Productions. And I'm not to go off on a little tangent here, but he's the guy that if, if you ever watch like those uh, Murder She Rope or uh, Man Like type shows, he's the guy that you see the typewriter. He throw the piece of paper and has that little. I can't really do it, but it's very catchy tune. I know what you're talking about. Mur- yeah, Murder She Wrote. There you go, Stephen J. Let's see. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, I girl, because I'm you know I grew up with a grandmother that loved Murder She Wrote, and I didn't I didn't particularly care for Murder She Wrote. I only know about it because it would always be the lead in the Raw. Okay. So whenever, whenever I used to hear that, dun, 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 I knew Raw was about to start. I'm gonna give the guy a little bit of credit because he's done 21 Jump Street, the new one, and 22 Jump Street. He did the old A-Team and the new A-Team. Wow. I got to give this guy a little bit of credit. So, all right, Anthony, roll for a minute. Give me two seconds here. No problem. All right, get back to New Jack City. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just to uh, tie back into uh, New Jack City, uh, it's an instant, instant classic, in my opinion. Nothing I really can add to it. Uh favorite scene from the movie the iconic scene with uh chris rock be calling me man it'd be calling me it'd be calling me that's like i mean it's the i mean skinny i mean think about it skinny ass chris rock was put on the map by that one line i guarantee you as much money as that man's made he still probably has people approaching come on do it for me one time that's his like his line that's people remember that line if you don't remember anything else from new jack city you remember that scene you remember Pookie? Absolutely. That whole scene and and the other one where he's yelling at the uh, the girl. Yeah. And the other line used to be prom queen. Now you prom fiend. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I mean, my God. I ain't gonna lie though. You know, it, that was like one of those. Uh, it, it was kind of sad when he got his life together and then. Oh, they had to, why they had to kill Pookie, man? Well, he why he couldn't make it to the end of the movie. That that really was kind of depressing. <laughs> It was, it was, but uh, another excellent movie. But I don't think anyone realized that was Judd Nelson. I'll tell you what, the first time I watched it, I didn't catch that that was Judd Nelson until... And what, until he took off the glasses? Because he wore, he wore sunglasses yeah. pretty much 90% of the movie. Yeah, pretty much that's what I'm... Uh, and you know, if it's funny, if you pull up the IMDB, the picture of him right there is from... his. The, the picture is from New Jack City. But yeah, he played a badass cop in that movie. Yeah, a badass. It's a shame, like you know. I mean, obviously, new. uh, I guess uh, Ice T. Ironically enough, you know, he had a song called "Fuck the Police," but he was a straight edge cop in this. And Chad Nelson was like, I guess, like the, eh, not crooked cop, but he was kind of like the cop that didn't mind bending the rules, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But they really didn't explore that aspect. He kind of like was like a side character. He was a main character, but they really didn't really explore his character. Yes, and Ice T's song was actually called "Cop Killer." Thank you. It was not called "Fuck the Police." Uh, it Even was though he called... did say that, yeah, but it is "Cop Killer." Yeah, oh right. yeah, no, no, no. Trust me. Cop Killer. See, cop killer. Box man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to have that loaded up. 
Nice. Actually, I got I got the whole album right here, the whole Body Count album. Yes. Yeah, they had another great song called KKK Bitch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> songs, songs with the names like "There Goes the Neighborhood." Yes. It, you know, not to get sidetracked again, but my God, it, it, it's so ironic that you know here's a guy who established himself as being anti-establishment, fuck the cops, fuck this one, fuck that one, but yet he's become famous for playing cops yet <laughs> like like to see ice tea on a uh, law and order svu these oh. days it, it's just, it's just like such a departure like he's actually playing like the you know we got to do things by the book <laughs> that's just so bizarre to me to see yeah and you know it, it, it's funny it's 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 sort of like you know some people would be like oh he sold out when the tv playing a cop and this and that it's kind of a fuck you <laughs> to all yeah, everybody yeah, out yeah. there, but you know what? The guy has been on that show since damn near the beginning. I mean, he started what late season two? Yeah, probably yeah. Mid season, I don't know why. Yeah, like yeah, mid second season. He his, and the show's been on since Jesus, like yeah. nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Him and uh, what is it, Mariska? Mar- uh, what's her name, Mariska Hardigay? Yeah, yeah. She's they're the only two That's left. A, yes, yeah, and she and I don't know about you, Bucks, but she's hot. Oh yeah, he's aging very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is hot. She is very hot. And I, uh, who's that? Uh, that's uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Oh wow, that's who that is. I don't know if you know Jane Mansfield was the old famous what, 60s, 70s actor. Yeah, I know who it is. I, I uh-huh. never put them together. Relation yeah. one. That's her her daughter right there. Yeah, she oh. is a good looking woman. Good genetics. <laughs> I forgot she was in uh what, she was in Lake Placid right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't do more movies. She definitely can, uh, I don't know, maybe she decided not to explore that. I mean, I know she's known for, like, the um, Law and Order, and it'd be hard to kind of, like, mm-hmm. maybe picture on anything else, but well, so perhaps she hasn't done more movies. She did, and she was also in one episode of Seinfeld. Maybe two, but I know one. See, that's where Tommy would come in handy here because I don't recall. I mean, I know a lot of people like popped up on Seinfeld over the years, but for some reason I don't remember seeing her on there. Yeah, yeah, she was on Seinfeld once, and I agree with Weebs. Milf. 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 Yes. All right. We should... Milf. <laughs> nice. Thanks, right. Weebs. Thanks. Thanks, man. Um, you know, after New, I, I guess we we keep going off different actors, but uh, yeah, he was great in that role as Nick Peretti, the cop. Not a huge role for him, but after this movie, he did a few things. After that, he did a Tales from the Crypt. Um, I hadn't I haven't seen anything any of the other movies. I don't know if you're on IMDb, but the next movie I saw of his was Airheads. Pre-Airheads, I actually have one that I did see. Mm-hmm. Um, came out in 1993. Uh, it was an independent straight to uh, VHS at the time. Movie called Conflict of Interest. You told me about this one a few weeks ago. Yes. Go yes, I am trying to see. I am trying to find this movie. So please, anybody that can find it, please let me know. Hit up the uh, Facebook page, the Twitter page. Send us an email. Something. Uh, basically, uh, he plays a character by the name of Gideon. He's a uh, drug lord, drug dealer, 
And uh, basically, the main character in the movie is a cop. Cop's name is Christopher McDonald, and uh, Christopher McDonald's son basically gets caught up with Judd Nelson and his gang, and uh, tries to basically Christopher McDonald's character Mickey Flannery tries to save his son. So it's basically a run-of-the-mill type of movie, but Judd Nelson once again pulls off the uh, old charismatic badass charm in this, and it's really one of those movies that. It's hard as shit to find, but if you can find it, it's, it's great. I, I promise you it's great. It's about an hour and 45 minutes, and it's worth every minute of your time. And Judd Nelson on the cover with a gun. Yeah. Just, geez. Fucking love this guy, man. He's a bad motherfucker. The underrated badass Judd fucking Nelson. Yes. Yep. All right, so conflict of interest. I'm gonna find. I want to watch that shit. Yes, you had to see it. I'll find it eventually, and then like uh, like I said, next movie I knew was 1994 Airheads. He was in with uh, Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi, another guy. Fuck, fucking Steve Buscemi. Oh, we'll do rated as fuck. We'll, We'll we'll oh we'll we'll do that one night. Uh, who are, yeah, a lot, a lot. Honestly, Airheads for a movie that was critically panned by everybody. Mm-hmm. If you go back, it had a lot of can, even cameos. Chris Farley was in this. Farley was Michael in Richards, it. Joe mm-hmm. Montana, mm-hmm. Michael McKeon, Ernie Hudson. Joe Montana is another bad motherfucker. Yes, I'm looking through the list here. Yeah. Da- Jesus, David Arquette, former David WCW Arquette. champion. <laughs> That's right. He was in this movie. Uh, Amy Rob Locaine. Zombie, my God, mm-hmm. Amy Locaine. Kurt, you know, uh, for the uh, old school guys uh, from uh, MTV fame, Kurt Loader, remember him? Yep, and uh, Amy Locaine was in this movie. She was in uh, Cry Baby. She was in School Ties. Yes. So I, I know who she is. Another guy, uh, you know, rest in peace. Uh, the singer of uh, most people know him singing Triple H's themes, uh, Lemmy. Lemmy was in this. Really. Yes. Guess so. Rob Zombie was in this as Robert Cummings. Awesome. I forgot he was in that, man. But yeah, what a fun That's uh, another guy that was in it. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Alan Covert. He basically is a guy that works with Adam Sandler a lot. He he was in uh, Grandma's Boy. A lot of Adam oh, Sandler's yeah. like early 2000s, mid-2000s oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, I, I I know who. Yeah, he was the guy from Grandma's Boy. He's in almost all of Sandler's movies. If you look, you'll find him. Yes, and uh, two people that obviously stood out to me in this movie, uh, Chris Farley, Rustin, you know, I yeah, I haven't really talked about him a lot on the show as much as I want to, but uh, one day we're going to talk about him a great deal because he's you know what? Last one of those week, guys that I just, I, you know, going too soon. I was a big time Chris Farley fan. Oh, yeah, up. and last week I watched uh, the Best of Saturday Night Live with him on it. Yeah, the Chris yeah. Farley Fuck, one. So, it was, I mean, just, I mean yeah. he gets props, but, man, he... He was a guy that if he had a li- if he had been alive today, it just he was our he was my generation's John Belushi if he had a lived. Yeah, that's right. Harold Ramis, Stuttering John, was in that movie too. You're right. Weebs is knocking it out here. Yep, and uh, and honestly, you know, I this was a kind of like departure for uh, Judd Nelson. This is the first movie that I saw him in where he really wasn't the bad. I mean, he played like the same general snivelly, snake in the grass type of character. He but he kind of played like a pussy in this movie a little he bit. He was a scumbag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a scumbag, yeah, basically. Basically, he was just a scumbag. But another, you know, good part, 
Jimmy Wing was his name in the movie. I loved that movie. That's that's another really, you know, it's as stupid as it was. Yeah. But and, uh, and the funny it. thing is, I'm looking up the uh, results here. I mean, looking up the uh, gate here. In terms of the uh, box office, it bombed. It took oh, 11 yeah. million to make, and it only made a little over five million. But it found an audience once it went to VHS and eventually DVD years later. It basically found its audience online. I mean, uh, in later years. It became like a cult cult classic, as the yeah, kids yeah. say. Yeah, well, Brandon Fraser finally started getting some exposure. You got to realize, a lot of the guys in 1994 in this movie weren't very famous. Yeah. They were just starting. Your Brandon Fraser was pretty much just starting. Steve Buscemi pretty much had a couple probably before that sandler wasn't doing shit yeah he was yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean he was the dude on saturday he had only right. been on saturday in like, like a year and a half two years maybe right oh ernie hudson i i like ernie hudson he was in this movie too so but yeah. i mean yeah this was joe montaigne really hadn't started you know taken off yet till he started doing you know he did the rat pack movie and then he started doing uh yeah. on criminal minds <laughs> I mean, if, if you're looking at the pecking order here in terms of like you know mainstream appeal and people like uh the uh, average fan would know i would probably say michael mckeon probably would be like the biggest star even though he wasn't quote unquote the star if you you know anybody that remembered him or know him from uh laverne and shirley mm-hmm. he probably was the biggest star Probably. At that time, yes, he was Lenny in Laverne and Shirley. For anyone who want, remembers that show, probably at that time, yeah, this was—I uh, don't think this was Brandon Fraser's breakout movie. I think that was Encino Man, but yeah, now, and was, you know, quick trivia note—that was actually his first movie. Before that, I, he was like an underwear model that they found and said, "Oh, you look good in movies." <laughs> okay, <laughs> they gave him a movie where he—he—he he, he didn't have to talk. He just was like. You just stand there and look pretty, and we'll come up with a role for you. And he was fucking a caveman. Go yeah. figure. Yeah, he was in a TV movie. He was in all TV before he did Encino Man in 1992. So, yeah. So, you know, he, 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 he was only acting three years when he did Airhead. So, he, this, this, this was probably one of his breakout films, too. Yeah, but like I said, it wasn't, you know, like I said, it, it won't win any awards, but it's definitely one of those movies you should check out. It's it's, it's one of those good, you know, turn your brain off, I had a hard day, I just feel like laughing type of movies. Yeah, basically, go to IMDb, check out Judd Nelson, find as many movies that look like you'll like, trust me. All the ones we've mentioned tonight are movies you want to see, especially the early ones, the Making the Grade. If you haven't seen Breakfast Club, I'm not sure where you're from. Uh, <laughs> from the hip, Billionaire Boys Club, find it, sorts. Uh, it's probably yes. on YouTube. But uh, all uh, the movies we've mentioned. Now, after Airheads... Yeah, he kind of like... <laughs> well, if you're looking at his IMDb, he did a lot of TV movies. He did a lot of TV series. He was in Suddenly Susan for, as a, you know, he did a lot of 71 episodes of Suddenly Susan. You know, 1996 to 1999. So he he was working those years. And then he did a bunch of TV, TV movie, TV movie. Uh, he was in The Outer Limits in one show. TV, TV... Then he was in 2001, he kind of, um, I'll say resurfaced 
in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes, thank you. We couldn't go. We couldn't. Uh, and we couldn't uh, let the show go by without bringing that up. Man, no. he was. And this was a departure. <laughs> no, let's go back to the old. I mean, we've already talked about this movie in detail on the Kevin Smith episode, but and if you want to catch that, check out our YouTube. You can find all the episodes right there. Except the Goodfellas one. I can't get it to go on to YouTube. So, anyway. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. He didn't have a huge part in this movie. But he was the sheriff. And, again, it took me probably the third time in this movie I finally saw him. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's Judd Nelson. Same here, man. Because he had the mustache. I I don't know whether it was a... That was a Kevin Smith call, not to really kind of like bring attention to him or something for whatever reason. Mm. But it, it, it took me a good three or four times of watching the movie for me to realize, oh shit, that's Judd Nelson. It was, it was the first time I saw the movie, but it was like almost the last time he was in it, and I was finally was like, oh my god, I saw the nostrils. I said, that's fucking Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he kind of made a comeback in that movie and then another kind of uh lull unfortunately in his career you yeah. know I, honestly after that I really you know and I feel bad I haven't really seen too many of his movies post uh James Silent Bob because a lot of them were straight to you know straight to either DVD or, or TV movies. movies right or TV that didn't get a lot of publicity so it's like unless you're really kind of looking up Judd Nelson you wouldn't yeah. know they were they were out or they existed. Right, right, right. Now he came back in two thousand nine and did that same Rodimus Prime voice in the Transformers animated TV series. Uh, he was in an episode of Phineas and Ferb as a voice. He did do a lot of voice work. Uh, actually, f- from the time of. After Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, he did either TV movies or voice work, and he's been doing the same thing since. A lot of voice work. Uh, he was in the Boondock Saints too, which I haven't seen that one. Yes, I've seen the first one, but I have not seen the second one. Uh, <laughs> I do want to bring up something. I, you know, I told, I lied on myself. Uh, obviously, Box, are you a fan of Two and a Half Men? No. But I see he did do a few episodes. I was not a fan. Um, yes, he was hilarious on that. Uh, he played the character of Chris Allen. You know, John Cryer's character. John Cryer's character. Uh, Allen was uh, dating his girl, uh, and uh, Judd Nelson was her ex-husband. And Judd Nelson more or less played a psychotic ex-husband who threatened Allen from time to time. And it, it was just kind of hilarious. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to look up. Google or a YouTube Judd Nelson Two and a Half Men. He was hilarious. He was only on two episodes, but they were gold, gold, Jerry, gold. As I attempt to uh, carry Boxman as he had to step away for a moment, we are taking calls. So if you want to call in, please don't hesitate to call four six nine two zero six four four six six. The number to call in four six nine two zero six four four six six, or you can Skype in. THC podcast and talk some movies with us. Oh, sorry about that, Anthony. I left you alone for a minute there. No problem. No yeah, problem. My dog wanted food. Dog no, I just gave food. out the number if anybody wanted to call in or Skype in. Yeah. Oof. 
Sorry about that. I was running. Well, oh, he was in Steel with Shaquille O'Neal. He was. Oh in, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a ninety-seven. He was. I don't know if you saw that movie. You know, Shaq is. You know, you know, terrible actor. But I, I, I personally liked him in Steel. It definitely was better than Kazam. <laughs> yeah, Weebs is bringing up a movie from nineteen ninety-nine called Light It Up. Did I see this? Hold on. Oh, oh, thank you, Weebs. That was a good movie. It was uh basically about um bunch of kid. You know, it, it's urban movie. Uh bunch of high school kids that feel like uh, nobody gets some teenage angst that type of deal they took they basically take over Fuck. school now i want to see this movie fucking usher rosario dawson oh i'll watch just to see her boobies bounce yes this is a good movie i haven't <laughs> seen it in years but it's you know from what i remember it's a fucking good movie i will check it out if you can find it uh box. i'm sure i can sarah gilbert i know she was uh in roseanne yeah. 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 She was, uh, what's her name? You know who I'm talking uh, about. She was Darlene. Darlene. Thank you. I knew it was Darlene. Becky and something. I couldn't think. Vanessa Williams is in that movie. Thank you, Weebs. This is another one I will check out on my Judd Nelson list. So I've got this one, Conflict of Interest, and what was the other one? What? I don't know. Oh, oh Blue City. Blue yes, City. I'm looking at some of the names of the, the characters he played. This is good for me because I'm going to get a few movies I haven't fucking seen here, man. I like yes. this. Oh, another movie you might want to check out. I'm looking through uh, his uh, list of movies here on his uh, Wikipedia page. He It came out in 2009. It's a movie called uh, A Single Woman. I haven't seen it. I see it. But uh, his character name is Jewish Reporter. <laughs> that's what they have it listed as. Yeah, that's probably a quick roll for him. <laughs> Jewish reporter. I love it. They don't call him, they can't just call him a reporter. He's a Jewish reporter. <laughs> Holy fuck, I see the movie right here. Let's see. This was a movie of Patricia Arquette. I like her. Karen Black. I don't know many of the women in this movie, but uh, yeah, he's way down in there. He must be a a quick scene for him. It must be a little cameo for him. So, I don't know, man, but I got a few movies to watch. And a few here I'm looking at. A movie called Down and Dangerous from 2013. Did we just bring up anything else? No, we didn't. Down and Dangerous. Looks like another good movie I'll watch with him. Yes. Always one step ahead of the feds. Oh, they've already got me sold. It's a cop movie. I'm done. <laughs> Say no more. Up. Take my money. I'm there. <laughs> and also, I guess, like to uh, bring in in modern times, Judd Nelson is on a comeback trail because he actually is a. Uh, oh yeah, on Empire, Billy Beretti. Yeah, and look, it's saying you know this year he's got a movie called Dirty Politics. Let me Looks see what that is. He's got another movie called The Bandit Hat. I don't know if these have come out yet. Like I said, Billionaire's Boys Club is in post-production. He's got th three more movies coming out, so he's on a comeback trail, and I really hope he is, man. I really do. I'd like to see more of Judd Nelson in, on, on my movies. Judd Nelson, definitely. So, let's definitely. see. Dirty Politics. I don't know if this movie is out or what, but... Has anyone ever heard of Dirty Politics? Let's find out if this movie is out. 
I've heard of Dirty Politics a lot, but uh, well, not yeah. the specific movie. <laughs> right, the movie, the movie, the movie. Let's see, film, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a Hindi-language Indian political trailer film. Okay, don't bother with this one, unless you really want to. Let's try The Bandit Hound. This looks like he's the voice of a dog. Lou Ferrigno is in this movie, though. That's a good thing. Let's see. Uh, Paul Sorvino, Polly, from Goodfellas. Oh. So let's see here. Catherine Bell, Judd Nelson, Lou Ferrigno, Paul Sorvino. A lovable dog named Bandit starts stealing cash to help his adopted family. He unwittingly sets them on a collision course with his dangerous ex-partner. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> All right, I think we're starting to ramble. I think we I, we might we might be out of Judd Nelson stuff. Yeah, because he didn't uh, do like I said too much after 2000. That really kind of people would know about or be familiar with, unless you like I said you're a diehard Judd Nelson fan and you were you know actively following his career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, again, you know, be on the lookout for, uh, I think we mentioned Making the Grade. If you uh, mentioned Breakfast Club, Santa Almost Fire, From the Hip, New Jack City, excellent. But, um, you know, any, Judd Nelson, like I said, very underrated actor. We figured he, it would be easier to just do Judd Nelson than just pick a movie tonight because... I don't know about you, but Judd Nelson to me is like, you know, he should definitely be doing more. But I don't know. He just he's he's just not the usual Hollywood guy. So, yeah, he's always kind of seemed like a person that kind of like uh, he 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 wasn't willing to, uh, I guess, you know, politics. So, so to speak, he was always like his own man. Mm -hmm. Did things on his own terms. You know, fuck with me if you want to. Don't fuck with me. Either way, I'm Judd fucking Nelson. I'm going to be all right. I guess that was yeah. his philosophy on life. <laughs> He's one of those guys that I remember him back in Arsenio Hall. And, you know, he just took out a cigarette, started smoking on the set. <laughs> Didn't even care. You know, and Arsenio was like, man, you still do that? He's like, yep, yep, yep. So now if you have not seen Judd Nelson lately, he looks a little weird. But uh, that's his. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Judd Nelson. Well, there. I am looking forward to seeing him in the new Billionaire Boys Club as Ryan Hunt. He played Joe Hunt in the other movie, so much. Sure, uh, he must be reprising the character as I believe Joe and Ryan were brothers in that movie. So he must be playing the older brother. So I'll be looking forward to seeing him in that. That is a great movie. Hopefully it'll do excellent when it comes out. I really hope so. Kevin Spacey's going to be in that movie. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who, another underrated guy in my oh, opinion. Yes, yeah, definitely. Not Absolutely. Definitely. I think he is an underrated guy. So, you know, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to see who else is in that going to be in this. Annabelle Jones, Billy... Ryan Rodman, heard of him, Billy Slaughter. Another movie um, I actually had to look up that I'm looking through the page here. Uh, the Life and Death, The Death and Life of Johnny G. 
You see, after 2015, Nelson is starring alongside Zimbabwean actress Chloe Tracos in the comedy The Death and Life of Johnny G. While Nelson had the experience the prior year, which would have been 2014, of a fake news story claiming his death, this film is ironically enough about an aging star who deliberately fakes his own death to gain publicity. I don't know who Johnny G is, if he's a real person or not, but just that plot seems like it'd be an interesting movie to look into. The Death and Life of Johnny G. Judd Nelson's in this. Nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess this show was the salute to the underrated Judd Nelson. We are huge fans. It seems like I'm, I've am i just seen a few more obscure Judd Nelson movies. But yes, again, but it, it, you know, like I said, we can, like I said, this movie, like, I think the goal of this movie, I mean, the goal of this movie, the goal of this show box is not only to review movies, but to give, to pay homage to those who Hollywood will not. Judd Nelson is a guy who's been overlooked for far too long. I mean, some people could say, like, he had his peak run in the eight, mid-80s, early 90s, but to me still, as iconic as his movies were back in the day, he still does not get the credit that he deserves. Yeah. And rather than wait for somebody to pass away, we here at THT Movie Review will give you your props way before then, and hopefully you can have a career resurrection, sir, and make some more movies and entertain us for another couple, three, four decades down the line. Yes, definitely. So, Anthony, you got anything else more to say about him? I really can, unless anybody wants to call in. I think we're Judd Nelson down. If anybody wants to call in to shoot the shit, number is 469-206-4466, or you can join us on a Skype, THT Podcast, and uh, just shoot the shit about whatever you want to talk about movie-wise. Yeah, we'll give another five minutes, see if anybody else, anybody calls in, and if not, we will get out of here. Uh, let me see one more thing. Yeah, I never saw that Suddenly Susan show, so... Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I think I might have caught two minutes of it in passing yeah. back in the day, but I, you know, it's not something that I went out of my way to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. None of it, so... Yeah, let me but, see uh, here. But, uh, I guess we, we're judging now, out some doubt, Box, but there are there any movies on the horizon, past, present, that uh, you would recommend to the uh, listeners right now? Of Judd Nelson's? Or just in general. Hmm. I'll tell you what. I watched, and I told you the other night, I watched The Rat Pack with, who we talked about earlier, Joe Montana, uh, Ray Liotta. Another guy. That goddamn movie. Uh, Judd, uh, I'm sorry. Ray Liotta, Joe Montana. Let me just pull it up. Give me a second here. The Rat. There it is. Right there. Nope. That's the Rack Pack. I'm not sure what the hell that is. Uh, <laughs> the Rack Pack. That's a different movie. Uh, Ray Liotta, Joe Montana, Don Cheadle. That's who I was thinking of. William Peterson, who was in the original CSI. He was also in Young Guns 2. He played Pat Garrett in that movie, which I also watched last week. But I watched the Rack Pack. And if you haven't watched this movie, really good fucking movie, man. Really good movie. I recommend if you haven't seen it, check that movie out. And like I said, I watch the Young Guns movies uh, during the week too. So if you haven't seen e any either one of those, where the fuck have you been? Young Guns one, Young Guns two. Watch them both. Definitely. And uh, since we're on that uh, on that note box, uh, 
I actually been going through some of my old movies that I have laying around the house that I ain't watched in a while, but you know how it is. Rainy, a lot of rainy days here in Philly over the past couple of days with the heat, so catch up on some movies. I watched a few, uh, since we brought him up earlier, Andrew McCarthy, caught up on some uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Mm. I, I, I don't know about you, but those are two movies, especially the second one. I mean, a lot of people kind of shit on the second one, but I enjoyed it. I was just recently watching Weekend at Bernie's 2, and funny as hell, I guess at some point down the line we'll get into uh, those movies, but uh, if you get a chance to look those up, Weekend mm-hmm. at Bernie's, look them up. They're yeah, fucking those are hilarious. good. I like those movies. Those are really funny. And uh, another movie, I don't know if you saw on that same note with uh, Andrew McCarthy. This is one that's a little obscure. Came out in 1992. It's called Only You. I definitely recommend it. Has Andrew McCarthy, and he basically is torn between two women. Uh, Kelly Preston, who was married to uh, John Travolta, the guy, the woman that uh, Charlie Sheen coincidentally almost killed way, way back in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Helen Hunt. I don't know if you're familiar with Helen Hunt, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, basically, Helen Hunt is the, the stable one, and uh, Kelly Preston is like the party girl that he initially gravitates to because she's the hot blonde, but she's kind of like, you know, how you expect the dumb blonde to be. She's mm-hmm. more into the uh, she's more into the style over the substance. Right. So he's torn between these two women. He gets dumped on uh, his uh, birthday, or I forgot the uh, plot of it. It's been a while since I've seen it. But he basically gets dumped by his girlfriend. And he, through a series of uh, uh, events, he meets Kelly Preston. He winds up spontaneously taking her away on, like, this expensive vacation where he meets Helen Hunt. And at first, she's like, the, no, matter of fact, she's like the flight agent to help set up his trip. And they kind of have, like, they have a little beef, little interaction where it's kind of negative. But he meets her on the trip that he takes Kelly Preston on. And eventually, they kind of develop, like, feelings for each other. And he decide, has to decide, you know, love story, which one he wants, blah, blah, blah. Winds up going with Helen Hunt, but it's a good movie that I would definitely recommend looking up if you can find it. Hmm. Only You came out in 1992. Yeah. All right. I can, um, I'll give you one more and then, uh, we'll probably get out of here after that. <clears throat> one more movie since we're, yeah, I kind of like the old 80s movies. And here's another one I watched the other night. Uh, it is called Turk 182. It's a 1985 movie. My dad showed me this when I was about 10 years old, 11 years old. Timothy Hutton, Robert Urich, who Spencer for Hire. I don't know if you remember that show from back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Kim Cattrall is in this movie. Basically, uh, Peter Boyle is in this movie. Basically, um, Timothy Hutton is the younger brother of Robert Urich in this movie. He gets pissed off. His brother gets hurt as a fireman. They, he, he's drinking at a bar. Robert Urich runs into a fire, gets hurt. His brother's trying to get everything paid for, you know, through the doctors and this and that. But since he was off duty and at a bar, they're having a problem paying it. So he does some crazy stunts to a pol- a politician in this movie it's a really good movie basically it's a mayor that he's just completely trashing he spray paints shit and he's the character Turk 182 so check out that movie a 1985 movie awesome fucking movie Anthony you should check that one out too we should talk about that one one night 
Definitely. Another Def- obscure 80s movie. So, I don't know, man. On that note, what do you think? Let's, let's wrap it. All right. Let's show good it. shit. Definitely, man. Uh, THT Movie Review. Like I said, we are on iTunes. Just search THT Movie Review. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash THT Movie Review. Twitter at THT Movie Review. We are on YouTube. And, of course, don't forget to check out me and Shaheen on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. It's right here on Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. Check out our group also on Facebook.com slash group slash THT Podcast. And that's enough. You can find us all at THT Wrestling Podcast. Sorry. And that's good enough. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here, Anthony. We'll start, yes. we'll, uh, we'll get out of here to what we started with. We don't want you to forget about us, folks. Don't so. forget about us, folks. And we will see everybody next week with a new movie. I forgot to record half of the fucking beginning, but that's what I have a secondary recorder.